What is up, Andrew? What is up, world? Welcome back to episode 15 of Let's Get Biased. Um, Andrew, how are you feeling today? I'm doing all right, dude. I'm a little under the weather, but I ain't letting it bitch me out, so I'm here enjoying life. Happy to be here. It's a great day yeah. to be a sports it fan. A it is a great day, and it's great, especially a great day to be an Orlando Magic fan. We just kind of cleaned house from the last 10 years. Um, got rid of Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, and Vucevic. Got a lot of young stars and a lot of picks. Yeah, I'm excited for this Magic team. Uh, a lot of young players. I guess we're starting from the ground up. You know, we were talking on the phone earlier, Brad, with all these, you know, this young team for next year. You know, and we had like Vooch, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, you know, all these guys who have been traded. If you guys haven't heard, they are gone. No longer Magic players. We were thinking like, man, that's going to be a really good team when Fultz is healthy, Jonathan Isaac's healthy. But... Was that really a championship team? No. I didn't I didn't think it was. I mean, it was going to be a very competitive team, I agree, but was that really a championship team? No, where you don't win, you don't win a championship with uh with first of all, you don't win a championship without a Duke player in your team, which we now have in Carter. Oh but gosh. you don't win a championship with Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier running your wings. So, uh we we're going to we're going to get a nice little draft pick this year. Hopefully we get another nice lottery pick from the Bulls in a loaded draft. RJ Hampton is only like 19 years old, five-star recruit. He's a bucket. He'll come around. Um, I like Gary Harris, good shooter, good defender. Um, you know, Wendell Carter, another young guy who could develop really good. You know, Otto Porter, give or take. You know, we keep him, we lose him. It doesn't really matter. We have a good young team with Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz, and I think we're going to be dangerous, especially on the wings. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm excited for the the backcourt we're going to have. It's going to be filthy. The thing, yeah, the Magic, they might have this plan for a while because they signed Isaac and Fultz to extensions Mm -hmm. for a good good amount of time, you know, a a month or two ago. I guess so. we're going to build around those two young guys, which I'm very okay with, you know, an explosive point guard and a future defensive player of the year, an absolute stud. Who can, if he gets his offense right and is shooting well, I mean, he's going to be, he's Kevin Durant, but better on defense. Literally, Kevin Durant with locked on defense. And then you talk about us getting a top three pick. We get to choose between like Cade Cunningham or Jalen Green or even sneaking a Sharif Cooper. I mean, just, or Iso DeSumo. There's unlimited options. Jalen Suggs. Yeah, unlimited options at point guard in the top 10 picks that we could get. And you're looking at the Magic having a deadly backcourt. I mean, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, deadly. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm very uh, – yeah, at first I was like, dang, Vooch is, is gone. He's our backbone. But, like, I guess we're looking ahead on the future. Three, Two or three seasons down the road, we're going to be a very talented and fun team to watch. It's going to put people in the stands at least. Yeah, yeah we're going to have gonna... a – we're going to be like – next year we're going to be like – fourth or fifth in the East. And then after that, we're going to be three and up for the next like five years because we're just going to have absolutely nasty guard play with an absolute dominant wing. And then yeah, like you I got Kuma and Isaac on the wing. I mean, that could be deadly too. You win. Yeah. Okiki coming off. Guy. Yeah. Okiki coming off a season high last night as well. And, um, you know, he can't, we drafted him injured, but I mean, you fix up ACLs pretty well. Is it ACL a tour? Is that it? All I know is that he couldn't walk, and now he can. Yeah, now he can, and now he is a he's, a, he's like a stretch three, stretch four. Yeah. He's he's a stud. I was happy with that pick. All these, yeah. The, the only thing that's gonna matter though is how we pick with these, you know, upcoming draft picks that we got. Yeah. Um, because you can't, you can only speculate. Obviously, we won't know what we'd want to pick. Um, 
we just have to hope the Magic can do the right thing, which I guess, as of late, they have been, been. They've been doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, the Magic owners have gone from absolute piss to <laughs> now they're all of a sudden put them on a pedestal. They've been like, doing some pretty good moves. Like, Orlando, trust us. We got a plan, and, you know, I'm, I'm giving them my trust a little bit. They're earning it. And uh, Evan Fournier, we will not miss you one bit. I would have given you away for free. <laughs> Man, that dude. Hey, he just he has it like offensive statistically he's done well this season. Like the last few seasons yeah. he's done well. Yeah. But it always seems like right when we need him the most, he vanishes. Like he's freaking yeah, avatar. It's like an ang or something. Yep. And you know what? I Vooch, great Orlando guy, stuck with the city. But that playoff game against Toronto when we were tied one one that we were at, Andy. He disappeared in the moments we needed him most. Toronto yep. went on like a 10-minute scoring drought. Vooch shot like 10 shots, went 0 for 10. We need, when we need him most, they weren't there. We need guys who are going to score in big moments. And I think that's what we have now. Yeah, I think we're going to begin those with some of our draft picks as well. I think those guys are going to be like, I want the ball in these moments, and I'm not going to miss. That's their mentality. Yeah. I already know. Cole Anthony, he's already yeah. our go-to guy, bro. He had that game winner against the Timberwolves. Yeah, he's already he's already done it. I pissed myself. That was crazy. And he, he's got that killer instinct. Yeah. No, it's definitely I'm something excited. to watch. And uh, the Orlando Magic, we're on the come up. And, you know, talking about young guys, we got the March Madness tournament. Me and Andy have been bickering about conference teams all year long. The Big Ten, the big, bad Big Ten in the Sweet 16, they have one team. Big 12, one team. <laughs> ACC, greatest conference in basketball, two teams. Oh SEC, two teams, so they're tied there. Big East, nice. unfortunately, somehow has – two teams which we'll get into that and then the pac-12 the conference of champions seems to be dominating the field with four yeah that uh and colorado's not one of them yeah <laughs> which is surprising to me um yeah ucla off the playing game has been kicking ass apparently they have four guys who average 10 plus um i didn't i didn't think I mean, Cronin's a good coach, but I didn't think they were this good. <laughs> they're handling business. They are. Um, they're balling. The Beavers are hot. They're very hot, actually, right now. Oregon, you know, they dismantled Iowa. Yeah, um, them. I like Oregon. I like Dane Allman. I could get into Dane Allman in a little bit, but I like Oregon's a very good team. <laughs> mm. I, and, I mean, it's, it is. And of it course, is. Yes, Pac-12 is dominating. Long USC's ass. USC's got the biggest, yeah, biggest team in the tournament. Long ass, bro. It's just, you never know what's going to happen. And obviously, no one expects the Pac 12 to do this good because they're just quiet all year out there. But they seem to be dominating. <laughs> yeah. For, if you don't stay up to 11, you're not watching these teams. Yeah. That's why everybody, yeah, I slept on them. I guess Bill Walton had it right, but he's a little biased too, so I'm not going to yeah, give too much credit. Respect Bill Walton for riding the Pac 12 for so long, but. I'll give it to him, yeah. I will give it to Bill Walton, that crazy well, We got some sick Sweet 16 matchups coming up, though. Very I mean, excited. Sick. And uh, we got some audio clips to throw in from a couple fans. We're going to go with Chris first. We've had him on the podcast. Going to give us a little insight, maybe some picks. So here's a clip from Chris. On the Saturday games, to win, I like Loyola, Baylor, Arkansas, and Syracuse. And the Sunday games, I like Florida State, Gonzaga, Alabama, and USC. My favorite plays of the weekend, sports betting-wise, would be Oregon State getting 6.5. 
Syracuse money line and Florida State money line. I think the best matchup on Saturday will be Buddy Beheim and see if that three-point offense for Syracuse can continue to click against a Houston team that really got lucky. Um, I think against Rutgers playing kind of a prevent, you know, trying to waste clock. So I think, I think for the Cougars it'll it'll end for them on Saturday, um, and then for the Florida State Michigan game, I really like FSU money line. Um, I think the with their size and athleticism, um, and Michigan doesn't do a very good job of creating turnovers, which is where Florida State has seemingly struggled. Um, recently, uh, they don't do a good job of forcing turnovers. So I, th- I think that um, with the Seminoles, how well defensively they played in the first two games, that will come back and bite Michigan. And I think we get some revenge uh, from from 2018. All right. Sweet. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. And that was good uh, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I like that pick for Syracuse, buddy. Boheim, however you say his name, dude's a bucket. Yeah, dude is a bucket right now. Um, he's shooting the lights out. Yeah, Houston hasn't been very convincing. Um, I wanted to believe them for a bit, but you know, I got some doubts going into the tournament. But um, man, it was against Rutgers. Boy, they should have lost. Honestly, they should be out right now. The way they played that game, uh, Rutgers just—I guess the moment was too big. They kind of fumbled that out, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see Syracuse that 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 zone D. We've talked about that, Brad. You know, yeah, you can't serious. Zone. Zone I just, love a zone. I love a zone. It feels like there's seven guys on defense. Yeah, I no, I like that yeah. pick. You yeah, also the, zone, um, the best part about the zone is that like everyone acts like when you come out in a zone, it's like oh, that's so easy to beat, but nobody ever beats it. No, unless you got some like strokers from the corner, just corner yeah. specialists like Clay Thompson. Um, most teams don't, or at least they, they won't have time by the time that yeah. zone gets on you. Um, you're really not going to beat it. The one just, team who does have a stroker is Syracuse who runs the zone. So he knows how to beat it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Buddy Beheim is the guy to do that. Hmm. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. The, the thing is that, yeah, once you figure the zone out, by the time you figure it out, it's too late. Cause you've wasted so much time turning the ball over, forcing shots. That's like Syracuse already got you where they want you. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think I think Syracuse is going to win that game. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards Syracuse these days too. Honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, his point with uh, how FSU turns the ball over a lot, but like Michigan doesn't force a lot. Um, Michigan forced LSU to have three turnovers, mm. which isn't a lot. No. So that's a good point he's made. Um, I could see that being a difference maker, possibly. Yeah. Awesome. I like I like that pick too. I like um Yeah, I think FSU's gonna win that game, honestly. Upset yeah. alert. Yeah, and Syracuse is a six point underdog. FSU is a two and a half point underdog. Honestly, yeah. I Michigan's coming off playing a game against a team that has no defense and all offense. And now it's I'm not gonna say the complete opposite, but FSU's defense is is very serious. That's a long team. That's a pesky team. Colorado looked lost out there after having what, ninety on Georgetown? Yeah, they look lost on offense. Um, no, Florida State's not. defense is serious, so that's going to be a big switch up. Um, our other other two people on here have some takes on that too, but yeah, I, yeah. I'm only going to lean towards Michigan because I I can't say Florida State, but I I know how good Florida State is. I won't lie. 
Yeah, we got another audio clip from your cousin Dave, a Michigan fan. So we'll throw that in real quick, just to, you know, have the back and forth for a second. Cool. So uh, first off, uh, Michigan fan here. Very excited about our win over LSU. That was a crazy game. I think we can continue that momentum against Florida State. Florida State is just a bunch of trees. Um, I think that Michigan has the skill to get past that. Plus, I'll take Hunter Dickinson over the rest of their trees anyway. Uh, UCLA, that luck is definitely running out right now. They're going to run into a force against Bama. I think some of the Pac-12 hype is a little overrated right now, and that's going to shine through pretty quickly. Uh, Michigan, Alabama, that's a that's a pick 'em. That's tough. Um, I'll go with the homer pick of Michigan there. Uh, Gonzaga, Creighton, um, again, Creighton uh, finding a way even with all the issues with their coach happening. Uh, Gonzaga's too good. They're going to advance there. USC, Oregon, that'll be fun. Um, guarantees a Pac-12 in the Elite Eight. I'll take Oregon. I liked what they did to Iowa more than what USC did to Kansas. And then I'll take Gonzaga to wipe the Pac-12 out of that bracket. Um, moving over to the other side, uh, Baylor, definitely going to take out Nova. That's that's too tough without their point guard. I'm surprised Nova got this far. It helped that Purdue got uh, cleared out of the way pretty early. And then Arkansas and the fighting uh, televangelists, uh, that's easy. Oral Roberts did not belong. They should not have beaten Florida. Florida, they shouldn't have beaten Ohio State either. Um, not a uh, not a Cinderella team that anyone should be rooting for, frankly. So Arkansas, take care of business there. And then I'm going to go Arkansas over Baylor. Knock off the Bears. I think uh, Arkansas... Um, I think they can contend with the athleticism of Baylor, and that'll be a big upset out of that region. Then this this one, I'm going Loyola all the way. Loyola will trounce Oregon State, and they will trounce the winner of Syracuse-Houston. I don't think that'll be uh, much for them. But as for Syracuse-Houston, Syracuse just has a way of always doing well in the NCAA tournament. That zone defense just shuts people down. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially with the Nova thing, I don't know how the hell Nova got this far. That makes no sense. Yeah, another flop of a Big Ten team with Purdue. Uh, yeah, what they had Winthorpe, who was a good team, but you know, again, they only played their conference. And I liked yeah. Winthorpe honestly, but um, North Texas, you know, who had it'd be Western Kentucky, a good team that I thought was going to win that conference. Um, yeah, yeah, I, Villanova. I think they're going to get killed. Baylor. Yeah against Wisconsin looked incredible. Yeah, in Baylor's so legit. Ways. They look so good in so many ways. They can they can do they can score beat you any kind any kind of way you want. Same with Gonzaga. They can beat you anyway in the paint from 3 mid-range half court, doesn't matter. Yeah, he made a good point with uh, Gonzaga just kind of walking their way into the final four for sure. Hi. Yeah, Drew Timmy with that stash. No one's beating him. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's too good. And I agree with the same thing with UCLA versus Bama. You see that they have the best score in the tournament right now, but Bama's just Bama's got four of him on their team, four or five of him. So um, I'm not too concerned about that game. I think Bama honestly could blow them out. Yeah, I think uh, I think Bama. Yeah, like you said, I think UCLA's done here. Bama is an incredible team. Their their defense yeah. is solid. They can shoot the lights out, and the way they shoot against Maryland, nobody's yeah. gonna beat that team. Um, yeah, I actually have Loyola Chicago in my going to the Final Four. The way they're playing, you know, they just 
their offense is too like good with Crutwig, right? He just sits in the middle, and they have everybody else on the outside. The two wing guys just run back and forth baseline, and they have the two shooters up top who just pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. It's unstoppable. That's what I'm saying, bro. It really is unstoppable. This offense has just blown me away. Whatever Moser's doing, I don't, I don't understand. Just work. It doesn't matter what kind of defense it is. It just breaks you. Bring Moser to Duke, honestly. <laughs> oh, you're doing Coach K already. Yeah, you just don't like that. Of course, I have to bring in Duke when you're talking Sweet 16. Oh my God. All-time leader in Sweet 16 Elite Eight appearances. Um, whatever. I don't want to get into it too much. Yeah, Let's well. talk about USC Oregon for a second. I know you're a big Oregon guy, and you got some some crazy – I see these Oregon records through March and stuff. They, Oregon's a March team. Yeah, give me Dana Allman. Um, I know uh, John Rothstein has talked, tweeted about this a few times, about um, Altman's record – in March against Pac-12 teams. So I went and did my own research. Since 2014, in March versus Pac-12 teams, Oregon is 32-6. and six. And um, so I'm going to – that stat's pretty convincing enough. Uh, Dane Allman just – it's just so casual to him. It's just, it's just to beat up on these good teams. Like, they're so underseeded anyway. Um, yeah. I think USC is long and good, but I haven't really bought into USC anytime this year. And even though, again, you thought with Garza there would be – obviously Garza went crazy. But, yeah, you know, 40. you handle everyone else. I think if you handle – I know USC is a little better than – you say USC is better than Iowa? Yeah. Maybe. I'll take, I'll take Mobley over Garza. The Mobley brothers are pretty pretty beastly. Um, yeah, They're I'll, just so big. But I'll stick with Oregon the way they're playing right now. Um, their guard play yeah. is legit, and I'll take, uh, I'll take Altman. Go Ducks. I think so. I think that's the pick. Yeah, it's, it's the March of Oregon. And, um, and yeah, I mean, these, these games this weekend – the, these ones, the Sweet 16, they're going to show the good teams, I think. Like, we're going to see, like, three or four really good teams. Like, we're going to see how dominant Baylor and Gonzaga and Bama actually are. And then we're going to see some surprises, like, with an FSU versus Michigan. And then, like, USC versus Oregon. Those are teams that can win championships also. Same with Loyola versus Oregon, Oregon State. Everyone here can win a championship with, like Dave said, besides Oral Roberts. I don't see Oral Roberts continuing it much longer against that defense of Arkansas. But everyone else has a chance of winning the championship. And that's what you want. You just want teams that can come in and win the championship. You want everybody to be very good. And that's what we have. Yeah, I think uh, Dave had it right with Oral Roberts. Uh, I think the clock strikes midnight. I think Arkansas is a phenomenal yeah. team. I do think they can honestly beat a Baylor in the next round. Yep. I mean, I have them winning yeah. my championship like a damn fool. But, I mean, so far so good, right? So far so Hey, you're doing better than me with Illinois. <laughs> so... We'll go into, we have one more audio clip from Caden. Um, so we'll get into that real quick. Hey, let's get biased viewers. Caden uh, Schlickmeyer here with a few Sweet 16 predictions. Not going to go into too much detail. Going to leave the analysis to Andrew and Brad. Uh, but I'll start off here in the West region with Gonzaga Creighton. I think Gonzaga's the real deal. I think Nemhard, Kisford, all those guys. I don't see them having a problem with Creighton. Uh, so I'm going to do a quick pick and take Gonzaga. Uh, next game is USC Oregon. This was a very tough game. Uh, I was going back and forth. Uh, USC has a great defense, and obviously they've played pretty well in the tournament, uh, beating Kansas by I think nearly 30 points. I think the one thing you got to remember is USC did play a Kansas team that was struggling with COVID and didn't get to practice as much coming into the tournament. Um, so I think that I'm going to take the Ducks. I think that Chris Duarte has averaged like 19 or 20 points a game, and he's been huge for the Ducks this tournament so far, I think that they are a great team and actually picked 
this matchup um, from the start, I had USC and Oregon in the Sweet 16, but I do think that Oregon is going to come away with the W. Uh, next game I like to move down to is in the East bracket, uh, Michigan and FSU. If you guys don't know, I've been a lifelong FSU fan. I go to school here at FSU. I do think FSU is going to win this game. A little uh, rematch from 2018 uh, when we played them in the Elite Eight. Unfortunately, got beat that time. Hopefully, it will be a different result this time. I think that FSU, one of the main things we have to do is limit turnovers. I think we had a couple games this season where we turned the ball over more than 20 times, which can't win basketball games doing that. So I think if you limit turnovers, and I think we have three or four guys on this team that have a three-point shooting percentage over 40%. So I think if they get hot, I think that without Isaiah Livers, uh, we can very beatable Michigan team. Definitely a hard game, but I think FSU comes out with a W there. Moving down to the other game in the East bracket, we have UCLA-Alabama. I don't have much to say about this game. I think that Alabama is really good, along with Gonzaga. I think that they shoot the three ball really, really well. Um, I think that it might be close at half, but I think that Alabama will run away with this game in the second half. Uh, next game we'll move down to is in the South region. We have Baylor and Villanova. I think that without Colin Gillespie, Villanova is a different team. Um, I think that, you know, they've played in North Texas and Winthrop, you know, haven't had great competition so far. So I'm going to have to take Baylor and the, their big guards to come away with that W. Next game is Arkansas or Roberts. Um, I'm going to take Arkansas in this game. Sorry to all the Oral Roberts fans. I think your run is over. Um, I think that uh, Moody in this game is going to be huge for Arkansas. I think that they're going to get this dub pretty easily. Um, moving down to the Loyola-Oregon State game. This is a very similar game to the USC-Oregon game. Very tough game for me to pick. Oregon State has been really hot lately. Been really hot from the three-point line. I'm going to take Loyola in this game. I think that Cameron Crutwig, you know, he was in a Final Four in 2018. I think there's a lot of experience there. I think Loyola, their offense has been unstoppable, especially from that Illinois game that you watched. Um, I think that one thing to worry about about Oregon State is Ethan Thompson, very, very talented player. But if you watch that, that game where they played Oklahoma State, when he wasn't in the game and they were able to press Oregon State, uh, they had a very tough time of getting the ball across. Uh, the half-court line, and just had a tough time moving the ball generally. So I think that Loyola will see that in the film, and they will press Oregon State pretty hard. Um, so I'm going to take Loyola in that game. I think that the next game we have here is Syracuse-Houston in the Midwest region. Oh, man. I mean, Syracuse has been real, real hot lately. Buddy Beheim um, has been incredible in this tournament. I think that in order for Syracuse to stay with Houston in this game, he has to put up 25 or 30, to be honest with you. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a close game. I think Houston's going to get the dub, but I think it'll be closer than people think. So those are my Sweet 16 predictions. Um, we'll see uh, how I do. Thank you, Caden. Yeah, I, um, you know, it seems to be the common thing with the three guests that uh, they all know that Oral Roberts is coming to an end and that the dominant teams are going to show out. And I see an Oregon trend going, too. I'm going to stick with USC, though, Andy, if you want to do a little $50 wager on that game. $50 on the Ducks? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. At the beginning of the weekend, Andrew was up about 70. I – no, I'm sorry. I was up about 70. We have a running bet pool. We've talked about it. 
I was um, about to say, bro. So I, uh, for a minute. I saw I saw Illinois lose, and I got a little bit confident. I took all the eight nine seeds over the one seeds for the rest of the day. <laughs> took a couple other ones here and there. Well, the pot's at zero even right now. So and uh, he made a nice little comeback. So I'm willing to put fifty on the uh, the old boys. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take the ducks for fifty, no doubt. All right. All no right. doubt. I mean, th- that's that's what that's what that's what this is all about, guys. You know, just <laughs> this is all place about. a bet. Go. I, this is what I want you listeners to do. I want you to take one of these games, find one you like. I want you to put a hundred dollar bet on it. Oof. Send us a screenshot of that hundred dollar bet. It could be a hundred pennies, even a hundred nickels, a hundred dimes, a hundred quarters, or a hundred dollar bills. I don't care. Do a hundred or something, and put it on one of these teams, and let us know who your favorite game is. Gamble responsibly. Please, and not like, unlike Brad. Hey, let's... hey, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, hey. I was one game away from 130, man, That's true. weekend one. That's true. And then I got screwed. That's true. Let's talk about that USC-Oregon game, because Caden made a good point. USC did play a Kansas team that had like three or four guys stay back until, you know, later in the week. They had some COVID issues. They had to bail out of the Big 12 Conference Tournament. Yeah. Um, that that probably affected them. You know, the Eastern Washington mm-hmm. game, a hell of a game. Um, but then I think USC's strength and talent, you know, overpursued that with Kansas. So, I mean, that's you know, it was a big win, but it wasn't as impressive as like you know, yeah, people are thinking. I get it. I get it. Right. And uh, you know, you got a uh, you got this USC team, and now all of a sudden, but the spotlight's on USC Oregon. Who, if you would have told me that last Thursday that going into weekend two, everyone's all eyes are on USC Oregon. I would have told you to shut up. <laughs> Just shut your mouth for real, though. <laughs> for real, though. Like, my goodness. Yeah, no, I know. I've been sleeping on USC. Yeah, again, so I think, honestly, I think Oregon after this will be the only Pac-12 team alive after this okay. weekend. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm going. Or at least Israel, I'll, I'll give my picks off real quick. I'll okay. give my picks off. I'm going Michigan, USC, Loyola, Nova, Arkansas, Gonzaga, Syracuse, Bama. All right, those are good picks. Um, I'm pretty similar. Yeah, I'll, dude, I I think Oregon State might be able to cover, but yeah, like Caden said with the turnovers, dude, they had 20 against Oklahoma yeah. State. They're just they're not a good basketball team. They're just hot. They just have to they're shoot well. They have to shoot well. They're yeah. not that great. Same um, with Oral Roberts. They're no, neither of those two teams are good basketball teams. They're just insanely hot. They're right hot now. at the right time, and again. The Gators should have won that game. That should have been a yeah. win for the Gators. I'm not going to get into that because I really don't want you know, to. Um, it happens, but <laughs> the Gators should have won. Gators handled them the whole time. The half-court offense was working the entire time, but slow things down, and then, you know, we start messing up, and then the high pace Oral Roberts. Oh, yeah, we're not going to get into it. But, you know, yeah, I like that pick. Honestly, I'll probably end up going loyal to Chicago. I don't know if they can cover six and a half. Maybe, dude. They're so good. Maybe. They're good. <laughs> They're really good. I know this. Everyone's talking about this Ken Palm thing, bro. This is adjusted, you know, efficiency margin. Like, well, Chicago's top ten. I mean, teams up there: are USC, yeah. Illinois, Houston, Michigan, Gonzaga, Baylor, Bama. Those teams are all above them. They're adjusted defense. They're number one in adjusted defense mm. efficiency. I mean, I don't understand. Some of those are a little nerdy for me, but I mean, a little too much numbers for me. But I mean. It's a genuine thing. Um, yeah, so I'll go with my picture real quick then. Um, I'll take yeah, I'll take Baylor. Obviously, I think they're going to smash. Uh, I'll take Loyola Chicago. 
I'll take Arkansas. I'll take yeah, I'm gonna go with Houston, honestly. Okay. I'm gonna stick with Houston. Um and obviously Gonzaga. Creighton really be UC Santa Barbara and Ohio. I'm a little mad at them for that. Mm-hmm. It's just a bummer. I'm taking Michigan because I have to. Um, Bama yep. stomp them, and then Oregon. All right, and uh, you know that's the little. I hope you guys have enjoyed weekend one of the March Madness. It was it lived up to the hype. It was True. one of the best intro to the tournaments ever. Yeah, worth the I wait. I thought you know we had a lot of upsets, a lot of good games. So worth the wait. Yeah, and you know what's you know what's even just as good as a women's NCAA tournament. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I'll watch like you like you said. It's better than the NIT. I watch that over the NIT or any of the other men's tournament that isn't the NCAA tournament. 100%. It's, uh, this is good basketball, actually. If you watch these good teams, you know, like Louisville, you watch UConn, you watch South Carolina. Those are good teams. They're fun to watch. Yeah. A good coach, good run. They are. Good players. They really are. Um, yeah, I do enjoy watching the women's basketball. I made I made one women's bracket. One was simulated, but I made one. I named it Paige Beckers, and I have UConn winning the whole thing. And you know what? If you clown women's college basketball tournaments, they would cook anybody who listens to this podcast. They would cook anybody you know. They would cook most guy college basketball players, some of these girls on these teams. Paige Vukers is cooking, I would say, 80% of college basketball players. Yeah, I was talking to a a guy um, at school on Tuesday, you know, talking about Paige Beckers. I'm like, yo, she would give me buckets. Like, I'm not going to act like I'm a god, but I mean, she would. She'd embarrass nah, me. No, she would, she would give me a hundred, bro. <laughs> she would cook us, bro. She'd make us look stupid. <laughs> like she would give me a hundred. <laughs> yeah, but check oh, those games man. out. Those are going on too. Uh, it's good basketball as well. Yeah, give them the views so they can start getting the same you know level of respect that the men's NCAA tournament does. Facts. Absolutely. All right, is that anything else you want to add, Andy? No, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, let us know how we can improve. And, uh, you know, if the audio thing sounds good to you guys and you guys want to start yeah. sending your own in, uh, we can get some more people on it too. That'd be fun to hear everyone's yeah. opinions and stuff. We'll and then me and Brad can. We'll throw audio clips in. Yeah, we can bounce off that too. And uh, go Magic. And right. have a good weekend. Damn, yeah. Have a good weekend, guys. Check us out on Instagram at Let's Get Bias. And uh, have a good one.